Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm feeling good. Welcome to Millennial Love. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 112 of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish as fuck. I hope that's 112, right? It is. I am Justin. This is Cara D. And this is Mish. And we are back. One more week. No. Another week. (laughs) Because clearly this isn't the end. Ending the show. Right. (laughs) Right. Just our last week. Right. We done. We done, niggas. (laughs) Strictly for the niggas. Listen, make sure you please go follow us on all social media platforms. Like, pause it or actually let it keep on playing right now. Go to Instagram. Go to Facebook. And also go to Twitter. um, At Millennial Love. That's M-I-L-L-I. Wait, no. I yeah, you can't even spell it. Two L's, two N's, L-O-V-3. And keep it moving. Correct. I actually really not a spell believing your love, believe it or not. Anyways, duh, wouldn't I? Anyways, please make sure you go follow us on all social media platforms. If you do tweet us, make sure to hashtag MO3. And if you post us on your Instagram, please make sure to mention us. That way we can retweet you or DM us about the show. We love hearing from y'all responses. That is actually our um, reward or payment uh, for doing the show is when we hear back from y'all. Because we love hearing from y'all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, <laughs> also, this is a side note. I forgot to tell y'all this. I was at the club. Hmm? This weekend. The what? I know. I know. The only reason why I went to the club is because my friends got engaged. Shout out to Shay and Alfred. But they wanted to go to the club. So Ben and I like pulled it together and went to the club. But anyway, we go to the club and this guy's like, hey, you're Cardi for Millennial Love, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, man. I really like the format of y'all's show. The fact that like every time y'all have the same segments and y'all introduce them every time and it's very structured and like I really, really appreciate that. Wow, the structure. He appreciates the structure. Wow. So he, yeah. I don't even know his name at all. I can't remember it anyway. That's terrible. <laughs> I need to get better with that. But yeah, he was like, yeah, I really like the fact that like every week y'all say like y'all have the same segments and y'all really go into them and y'all keep it consistent and I like that, so... I have a question real, real quick. Whenever y'all do see people and they do come up to you and say, like, hey, I know you from the show, what is your reaction? Because I always have, like, a weird, awkward moment, like, thank you. Like, I get super excited or super um, engaged, and I feel, like, a need to, like, hug. I do hug. Know? I feel that, too. And I also ask them what their name is. Got you. And I thank them for listening. Okay. Because I don't want it to just be like, oh, yeah, I am Cardi. All right, let me get back to my combo. I do be like, oh, what's your name? Thank you so much for listening. Like, thank you. Yeah. I do it like that, but it is awkward. I was so at- I do that if people walk up to me, but I've had people literally like 
see me in the street and be like, hey, Mish. Oh, really? And like, I just respond because I'm like, hey, like somebody's saying mm-hmm. my name. Yeah. And then it'll hit me like 20 seconds later, like they must listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. Because that they don't walk up. Right. Like, you know, but other times, like when people have walked up to me, like I've been out at like maybe a smaller setting and people have walked up and like, mm-hmm. hey, I listen to the podcast. I do the same thing. I mm-hmm. hug. Thank you for listening. Like, mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. My last encounter was at uh, the House of Blues, and I was clearly drunk. I mean, or just feeling good. And I was walking out of the bathroom, and this girl was walking towards the bathroom. And, like, we passed each other. I saw her looking at me, and then when we passed each other, like, she turned around. She was like, wait, you ju- you Justin from Millennial Love, huh? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I instantly just started apologizing. I'm like, my bad. I'm so drunk. And she was like, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> Why are you acting like you're a preacher? That happened to me at a party. Because it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're not expecting it. And it's just, wait, hold on. Like, I don't want to make, I want to make sure that I'm not going to say anything stupid in front of you. That happened so, to me at a party. But it was and they cool. actually really asked cool to take it. a picture. And I took the picture and I looked at it and I was like, do not delete that. that. <laughs> I'm drunk. Delete all that. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, thank you all so much for listening, of course. Um, please make sure you hashtag us on Twitter. Our secret listeners, you can DM us <laughs> if you don't want people to know that you listen to the show. We want to hear from you all. Um, and of course, if you all also want to hear topics, um, any specific topics, please let us know because, you know, it's hard out here trying to uh, come up with things week after week after week after week after week. Also, if you want to give money, we have not only Cash App, which is Money Symbol, Money Symbol, Millie, L-O-V-3, but we also have PayPal, right? Yes. And the the email on PayPal is, is it info at Millennial Love? It is. Info at Millennial Love. So um, I had somebody DM us uh, on Instagram asking about other ways of payment, oh, methods nice. of payment. We so, are, you know, sweet. taking it day by day to being 100% <laughs> official. And trust me, when we become 100% official, you guys will know. Mm-hmm. But it we, might be six months from now. I mean, but. you know, right. <laughs> just want to make sure there ain't nothing else out there. Yes. It takes a little time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. But I, I think it's pretty dope. I was really driving today thinking about the last couple of... Um, people that have given to us and I was like that's yeah. really sweet that they so nice. have poured into us like that right it is really nice and if you guys do not know we actually have a website that is not fully yet updated but we do have a <laughs> website so if y'all definitely want to go if y'all want to go check out our website our website is www.millennialove that's lov3.com go check it out uh, we're gonna put some more stuff on there, but we're gonna yeah, try we to see if we can do something with our website. But yeah, yeah. definitely gonna check out our website because we do have that. I sometimes forget that we have a website, we but do. we have it. Anyway, so what's been going on in these streets, y'all? I have not been on social media like talking about it, so I'm a little bit behind. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't seen anything. Nothing. Well, let me not say anything. I nothing is memorable. Got you. Whatever okay. I have seen, it has not been. That's how I feel. The only thing that is memorable is, is Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Oh, that's what I want to it's tell going you. Off, Spoiler, mother effing alert. So if you listening to this and you ain't seen the most recent episode, which is episode five of season wait. eight, no, don't then spoil it. don't 
Because I'm watching it Just now. No, I'm Jesse, literally watching you're it now. hella behind. Dude, I'm season, not... episode Mm-mm. three of this season was epic. <laughs> Bruh, you have not watched seasons one through seven. I don't have to. <laughs> yes, because, you do. No, I don't have to because this season is hitting. Especially Mm-mm. the girl who killed the Ice King or the, dead, the father of the dead or the father of whoever. That was epic. I was like, okay, now I got to watch this shit. Because that, that whole episode started. was killer. I'm dead on him. I'm you better get it Listen, together. Here's the thing: Game of Thrones is so confusing to the point where it really don't matter. Like I can go back and watch it and still be surprised. You, you feel me? <laughs> like it just wouldn't matter. No. So if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, sorry, but I'm about to spoil it. Daenerys acted a monkey and just burned the whole King's Landing down. What? And what made it funny was Black Twitter took over. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this scene where Tyrion was like, which is the midget. Tyrion was like, hey, if they <laughs> ring, he people. is, he's a midget. He, he is a dwarf is what he says. Sorry. That was not politically correct. I apologize. And then I laughed. He is a dwarf. Um, My bad. He told the Queen Daenerys, hey, if they ring the bells, that means that they're surrendering and let's just leave. No need to keep going. No need to kill the whole city. Just let them go. The bells started ringing, and somebody on Black Twitter, instead of the bells from the show, started it with the bells from Nuck If You Bug. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. How does it go? I, it, it's like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> And they started it with that, and they I was like, somebody was like, she heard the wrong bells, and I died. That is funny, and I don't even watch the show, but it's that's stupid. funny. It's so stupid. Like, it's so stupid. Anyway, Daenerys act just went plum crazy, because they done killed Masande. Jeez. They done killed just some key folks, and she just done went bananas. So, anyway... Um, Black Twitter has went ham. Also, Varys got killed, and they was like, because Varys knew that basically Jon Snow is supposed to be the real king, mm. and Varys knew it, so he was trying to tell everybody, and he got caught, and they burned him alive. <sighs> Thanks oh. for and spoiling it for me, Cara. You're welcome. Next, and I will do that. For you just didn't he just say that you could watch that you could say no, but then people made a meme on Twitter that was like when Daenerys killed everybody in King's Landing, uh, Varys was in heaven talking about I told y'all niggas, (laughs) I told y'all niggas. It's just so many memes and so many gifts and just so many videos, and I'm here for all of them. Shout out to Game of the Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones is it, but um, that's really I haven't. The only thing I've seen that was like really funny on social media was um, Kim Kardashian posted a video of Northwest dancing to um, Old Town Road, and it was actually really cute and funny. I saw so people have been abbreviating Old Town Road to OTR, and I saw somebody said, "Can y'all please stop abbreviating Old Town Road to OTR because I read it as on, on the, the run ride. tour every time." <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. for sure. Because then she just gets some. I mean, what happened with Uber? Mm-hmm. Three three hundred oh, million dollars. Yeah. Million so dollars she something. performed at Uber back in 2015, and instead of accepting cash, she got six million dollars or three million dollars in of stock, stock of unrestricted what? stock. Uh huh. So stock that's like that's reserved for like 
the owners of the company. And now that $6 million worth of stock is now worth $300 million. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Shout out to Rihanna, another boss making moves. Yeah. Um, well, she, she did she another partnered. palette of makeup. No, she's <laughs> Well, she did that, but. She definitely did that. Rihanna at home playing in that effing makeup. Um, right. We, we need an album, sis. <laughs> now. Oh, we not getting that. with. Whoever. Um, Cream of the nature. owner of Louis Vuitton. It's yes. like the, the owner. They own Louis Vuitton. It's like a couple other very major brands that they mm. own. Yeah, so now she has her own. So Fenty is going to be what, like a high-end brand? Correct. Are you fucking serious? Yes. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. I'm not, I'm on okay, well, I, okay, can we just say, I don't really like the logo. Wait, let me, I'm, about I'm to not the biggest it. fan of the logo I'm either. About to and I hope it. that they don't do like Louis Vuitton tight bags with the logo oh, all over not. it. Because I'm like, the logo isn't something but that you need the, to be the logo really putting. reminds me of Fendi. Y'all, but this is the It's black. a little Fendi-esque, but it's also too much going on. Like, it's not, it's not simple enough. Like, yeah. at least Fendi is just two Fs, ups, wait, ones upside down. Wait up, wait up, wait up. So it's her <laughs> brand, up, wait up, wait up. right? Yeah, Fenty, mm, Fenty is about to be a luxury handbag no. and like a luxury goods brand. That well, it already a, is. She signed a huge wow. deal. Which is huge because no other Correct. black I know. Yeah, there's well, no really other black, no no other black I don't I don't even think no other outside of Fubu was the that was the last time. But that's it, but that's still but that not, but they're yeah. not that's a major fashion house. Yeah. And I don't think any other artist Damn. like Rihanna has ever done that before. No. I think she's the they first period, not. not black or white, but just she first deserved, period. Though. She deserved. They said I saw a tweet or something, maybe it was Instagram, somebody said, Look at Beyonce and uh Rihanna doing all the things Kanye said they wouldn't let us. Huh. Well, he wouldn't have looked touched. Cause that little nigga claim he would have. Well, who knows? Maybe his conversation sparked something. You know, you never know. It could you be. You know, I'm a fan of uh, Kanye. I'm not a fan. Empire of is canceled. Oh. It should have been canceled three <laughs> seasons ago. ago. Um, Steve up. Harvey is canceled, so he'll be getting some more sleep. Cause Buddy went on his TV show the other day talking about rich people don't sleep. His Eight show is canceled. A- Correct. Yo. And he's being replaced by some white woman. Kelly Clarkson. There you go. What happened? With, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, exactly. Whoa. So it's whoa. not like she's going to, like, she's replacing his show. She has her own other show. Her show is replacing his time, his time slot. Why does yeah. Kelly Clarkson need a show? Listen. They need to bring miss- back Sally Jesse, Sally Jesse <laughs> Raphael yeah. with the red glasses. And Ricky Lake. And Ricky Lake. Where Ricky at? Correct. Tell you, the Euros, they can do whatever or whenever they choose. Kelly Clarkson is not interesting <laughs> at all. I mean, neither is Steve Harvey. But and he no, lost that no, other little Steve show. Harvey, as much... Mm-mm. As much as we get, I'm sick of that nigga. I'm sick listen, of him. The I am folks sick love of Steve Harvey. Harvey. Listen, the older Baby folks. Monique is getting listen, her. Listen, um, the him. older folks and the married folks love Steve Harvey. I'm married and I don't okay, love him. Who cares? I mean, I'm married know, and I don't love him. This, you just got married last what year. What that means? This year, but listen, if the people who've been in marriage for two years or more. They love. I'm asking my two years and more friends, and I bet you they right. gonna say they we don't got like some that two nigga. years and more listeners that <laughs> listen to the podcast. Y'all tell us, do y'all Yo, like I'm Steve Harvey y'all. or and not? I, and I tweeted, I'm sick of that nigga Steve Harvey, and about 20 and people likes. liked it. Exactly. So, and a what lot I'm of them were our listeners. No, nope. the people like Steve. Yo, Steve I is dead. To some me. people like Steve. But there are those of us that are sick of him. I'm trying to find this fancy logo. Help me find it because I can't find it. 
Look up Rihanna's like Rihanna luxury brand deal. Um, yeah, I'm dead on Steve Harvey, so he's canceled. Dang, you know what they need to bring back is Love Is. They're not. I mean, They're that not. whole story was trash. But it's such a, what you said. The story was trash. I mean, the I thought that was the story. No, 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 no. I mean, like it the real life story. Like the apparently the the show was. Their life. Like, yeah, their life in theater or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And she's just like, dude, like, you 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 rode for this nigga when everybody was telling you this nigga is trash. And then for him to end up really being trash in real life. But he was trash on the, I mean. I know. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, the show gave you hope. Like, even if I'm with a trash person who has morals, who's technically a good guy, but yet he's a terrible guy. Yeah, it was still a really good. We don't have a show on that topic. It was still, you know what though? Okay, maybe they don't need to bring back Love Is, but maybe they just need to bring back that actress because she was everything. They need to to bring us the girlfriend's movie, okay? Since we can't have the show back because they're clearly all almost senior citizens now. I don't even care. I want them to be on there. You want the show? Yes, yeah, what would they do? The Yo, same thing Trace they was doing Ellis, before. Ross, all of them, I feel like they can bring a vibe back. They all still look good. Yeah. They look good, but y'all want to know what fifty-year-old women are doing? They ain't gonna do fifty-year-old. They're gonna do forties. It's gonna be basically uh, marriage to medicine, except no medicine <laughs> and no marriage. <laughs> they could, like, they could have like their own daughters who are in college or you know high school, just dealing with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hell, they got some 50-year-old single as fuck living this, this single true. life. But I just, I mean, the story, the, the storyline has been off for so many years. I don't mm-hmm. know how they would pick back up. That'd be like living single picking back up. Well, whenever I uh, want Mariah, them to. Mar- but they, their lives would have changed. Yeah, so that's we wouldn't, true. you know, we wouldn't get the same feeling from them anymore. That's Is true. It, and you can't recreate it with other folks. Who's the writer? Is it Marar? 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 Mara. 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 Mara Brock Akil. Mara Brock Akil, whenever she was on um, The Breakfast Club, she said that she wrote the ending like as a movie, not a, like a show. Well, does somebody need the. Sh- Pick it up. She said she'll do it, but she got to have the funds. Like, she has to have the budget for it. And ain't nobody giving her these and coins of because of her dirty-ass husband. Aww. They yeah. sick of him. Like, that's a hard... Y'all, that's hard to come back, yo. Like, you thinking that this Love Is show is, like, the fairy tale finale of, like, boom, I told y'all this nigga was solid, this, that, and the third, and then this nigga is still wilding out here. While being... Uh, what did he do? I don't remember. I think he cheated, got somebody pregnant. Cheated right? on her. Yeah, he either cheated on her, or got someone pregnant, allegedly. But it was just like Ohm was like, "Up, oh, no, not on our network." Correct. <laughs> and now it's off. I t- I tried to tell y'all though when that show first came out. Do not let Mara Brocka kill get you all you excited did. because did. they did the same thing with that dog on Mary Jane show. And look at it. Mary Jane is actually good this season. I like it. It's, well, it's, what you mean this it's season? Over. It was just one show. Oh, that really? was it. That was it. it that was, was like one, a like two finale. hour movie finale. finale. Yeah. Dead ass thought that shit y'all was Y'all gonna a... stop letting Mara Brock get y'all excited about these shows. I can't. Because they don't finish. Mara. The game, look what happened. No, let me tell you. She is in. The game went downhill when girl Melanie wasn't on that no more. Correct. 
when they went to BET. Nah, but BET, if you think about it, though, the BET game had so much shows. stuff going on. They had too many, like, stars. Like, they had too many main characters. I can watch the game from episode one to season three, the last episode. Like, I had never When they got before. married and uh, and, and, and he had to called, leave. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Janae. <sighs> F. Janae. Yeah, F. Janae. I'm still <laughs> F. Janae to this day. I'm so all about girl I cannot Melanie. find this logo. Can you please find it for me, please? I just saw it. Well, the people can't see it. So, I know, I are we done it. talking about the streets? Because... Let's see. I don't know what's going on with Ti. Is he still cheating on Tiny? Oh man! Rubber band. (laughs) Who he cheating on? uh, Tiny with? I'm just joking. He probably not. (laughs) Well, Fifty Cent just posted. You know him and his little girl. I think it's dope. I like it. It's cool. He said Fifty Cent just did what? Posted him and his little girl. Some new girl he talked to. I'm s i am I wouldn't date him at all because he is the most black melanist. He's so rude. You are oh, right. I would not want to date a man him. like that. Like you are nasty to people. Right. I and I don't want that karma to, to slide over on my side. <laughs> right, because as soon as we get because as soon as we get <laughs> on be, bad terms, you're gonna right. release all my news. That's exactly. what I was gonna say. I would be so scared I'm to piss him you. off. Like he's yeah. horrible. 50, no, 50, 50, no, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But he also said that this is gonna be the last season of Power. But then he also said, "Don't worry, I got two shows. Like I signed another deal for two shows." Yeah, man, he's horrible. He's a horrible person. <laughs> he's a horrible person, and I just don't even want to be a part. Talk of about it. a real life Grinch, yo. But like, if, I would be scared to make business deals with this dude. I would too, but he makes money. I don't know how people keep doing deals with him with the way he does people, bro, but he keeps making money. The way he did Vivica Fox, bro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Awful. I think he told everybody, what, didn't he tell everybody he, like she used to suck on his toes or like lick his butt or something like that? Something disgusting. Something nasty. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done. I don't have nothing else to talk about. Okay, well... This week, <laughs> Mental Health Awareness Month is almost over. Dang. I would like everyone to write down five ways they have protected their energy and space and their mental health this month. Like, really be intentional in looking at how you did that this month, so that you can continue those practices. Um, I say this every week, and apparently people are really listening to it and cognizant of it, but I really want people to pay attention to it. And I saw a quote the other day that said, pay attention to the people you're around when you feel good. And I thought that was really profound. Mm. Like, you probably do pay attention to the people that don't make you feel the best. Mm -hmm. But pay attention to those people that you're around when you really are feeling great. Yo. And keep them around. I, I I couldn't put that thought into words like that, but that's how my 2017 was. Mm. Like, I was... The end of my 2017, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be mindful of who in my circle makes me feel good 
and spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. And it really worked. Like my life, my perception of life, the my perception of myself, it definitely changed in a more positive way. Right. Not saying that I was looking at my life as it was shitty, but life was just a little bit more light and fun because I focused on that. So that's really good. Yeah. I thought it was a great quote and I want people to pay attention to those things that they've done to help themselves out um, and stay mentally healthy. So write those things down, pay attention to those people that make you feel good and just be mindful uh, throughout the rest of this month. Remember to protect your energy, protect your space, your mental health matters. All right, so I guess I promised a political <laughs> tidbit <laughs> that um, <laughs> I was going to do on social media. Um, I want to talk to y'all about Joe Biden because I feel like he is, for a lot of people, the front runner in the Democratic race, um, not only based on numbers, but also based on the fact that he was the vice president during President Obama's reign, uh, Mm -hmm. reign, not reign, his presidency, and people trust and really he's very likable as a person. Um, And so he is currently in um, a little bit of a fiasco in discussing climate change. And basically, um, his climate change agenda to most Democrats seems to be middle of the road versus fully liberal as it relates to the types of policies that he's trying to put forth. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, basically, I can just read exactly what he said about climate change because I'm not actually as well-versed on climate change as I thought I was. Um, I didn't think I was, but um, basically... I'm trying to get to what he said. Sorry. No, take your time. Um, well, I'll, while you're looking for it, he um, being more liberal, I mean, being less liberal, it's kind of what I expect from him. Why? I don't know. I think that he's always kind of given me... Um, the man that was just going to play his part to get his chance. Like I never really saw him as Barack Obama's... Like Malcolm X. Right-hand man. Yeah. Like, I, I saw him as the shadow to play the part mm-hmm. yeah. to so get his I. name out there yeah. so that I can one day get my chance. I, that's just the the feeling that I got from him the whole time, all eight years. Yeah. So I can kind of see how some of his policies, I don't believe that his policies will be aligned with what mm-hmm. Obama, you mm. know, Obama's policies were mm. or agenda was, should I say. Okay. Um, I agree with you. Um, I also think that it is smart to play middle of the road sometimes um, because in that regard, you'll get some of the people who are already on the fence about staying Republican for the next election because Mm. of Trump being tyrannical and all of these crazy um, 
shifts and, and things that he's focused on, like completely erasing what all Democrats did. I think it's smart. Um, what he did was um, basically... I didn't know this, but he was the first, he introduced the first bill addressing climate change in the 1980s Ew. when he was in, um, yeah, which is insane, Dang. when he was in um, in the Senate. So they've been known, they've been known about this. And he basically <laughs> called, called for a green revolution, but focused on it being rational and affordable versus some people who are just wanting to make sweeping change that is just super, like, super expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and people are criticizing him for that because he's not trying to create, like, bank-breaking policies. Mm -hmm. I think it's smart, but he's being criticized for that from both the extreme liberals and also the extreme um, conservatives. Um I think Biden is a good choice because he's safe. Um, I just don't, I want to know who he's going to run with. Um, some people were saying that he was going to run with the um, the lady from uh, Atlanta that was trying to run for um, governor. Stacey Abrams. She um, debunked that recently, probably in the last few months. She was like, that ain't what I'm trying to do. I don't know what I'm trying to do, but that ain't it. Um so I would like to see who he brings. I kind of like that. I would like it too, but it's probably not going to happen. And I don't, and I also don't think, unfortunately, even though it is 2019 and the elections in 2020, a black woman is not going to win. I'm going to just be nah. honest with it. I would love not for right that to happen, now. but I think that mm -hmm. Biden would lessen, like dampen his chances if he ran with somebody black. Not that he shouldn't, but I really feel like he would. Just because of where we live. I mean, this is America. But I also do feel like having, you know, running with a black woman can strengthen his campaign as well. Like You're going to get the black vote for sure, but he'll get that anyway. Cause he, because he was Obama's VP. Mm -hmm. So he's he'll get the black vote. I think you're right. To some extent, he'll get the outpouring of the black vote mm -hmm. more so than he would otherwise. Dang. Hmm. I don't know. So just um, I'm going to actually do better at reading. Y'all are forcing me to. I'm forcing <laughs> myself, actually, to read up on the policy so I can give you an educated, informed discussion on this. Because last week I feel like it was good, but I could have done more to prepare and give y'all hey, a better it's landscape. Okay. It's okay. Um, I, I'm a political science major, but I should not have been because it is not... Come on, poli My forte. I should have <laughs> been. Department of poli Should have been a communication. <laughs> what poli yeah. That is what they call it. Really? Yeah. Never. Yeah. You've never heard poli never heard Oh yeah, poli <laughs> is what they call it. I think that's how it's like. Whenever you go to schedule your classes. Yeah, it's poli sci. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hated them. Oh God, I hated poli It just poli seemed like it was a very boring. It was hard and department. boring. <laughs> it was hard and boring, and you had to love it, and I didn't. So. Um, but anyway, I'm going to get better at that. But yeah, um, look up Joe Biden. Um, Google his stances on important key topics, especially the ones that we talked about, um, to ensure that um, gotcha. if you vote for him, you really align with his policies instead nice. of just voting for him because he was Obama's VP. Nice. Right. Well, this week's savings tip 
is not necessarily a savings tip, but it will help you out in the future whenever you do go to purchase your home or get a new apartment. I think y'all have heard me mention rental karma before on the show, but I really just want to take some time out to really talk about rental karma, what it's all about, um, and what it stands for. Um, I know that, you know, us millennials, sometimes we battle with, um, you know, having the strongest credit. Um, and rental karma is just another tool to help strengthen your credit outside of, you know, you paying your credit card bills on time, you uh, making sure that you leave your accounts open and don't close them and all that great stuff. But rental karma reports your rental payments to um, the credit bureau. Is it free? It's not free. Okay. However, consider this as an investment to your, I don't want to say, is it, no, not social capital, but. Well, to your, your credit yeah, score. Yeah, to your credit score, important. correct. Um, and that's how I looked at it. I've been using Rental Karma for the past three years, and I haven't had, one, any issues with getting an apartment, um, as well as any issues with getting a loan approved. Um, and it's because Rental Karma reports to a credit bureau and say that, hey, Justin August paid this amount of rent for the past three years and had no late payments. So what hmm. does that tell them? That, hey, Justin August can handle a mortgage of X, Y, Z. And it just basically um, builds your, um, you know, just I, I think it'll help build your credit as well as um, solidify your ability to pay rent on time now for you niggas who don't pay your rent on time <laughs> for you or may struggle um due to financial <clears throat> situations because life happens um i wouldn't recommend this for you um i would probably wait until you're able to get a consistent job that way you can show this because you want to use this as a tool there's no point of having it if you're unable to say or show that you have been late you haven't been late at all for so many amount of years um, so basically how it works, you pay a small fee of, I think it's like eight bucks or five bucks. Oh, I thought it was, very, okay. No, it's very low. Okay. Um, and they basically contact your um, your leasing office and then, you know, your leasing office will say like, hey, yeah, car paid on time. And they just keep a record of that. And then whenever it's time for you to apply for another um, apartment or whenever it's time for you to apply for your mortgage loan, you just use that as documentation. Um, and it's a trusted uh, source as well. So check out... How do you spell karma? Rental karma. It's K-H-A-R-M-A. So rental karma. Your oh, credit score awesome. matters. <laughs> it does. It does. No, like it really does. No, it, it does. Credit is power. Money is, you just got money. I've been looking at, at apartments, and some of these apartments require a 670 credit score or higher oh, really? to even apply. Huh. Yeah, apartments are starting to require a certain credit score. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, make sure y'all pay y'all shit on time, man. Like, don't let that stuff, like your credit cards, your auto loans... Um, I like getting my loans through a credit union because they at least give you a grace period. Like your grace period is 30 days before they report to the credit bureau. Oh, I was about to say, they charge, yeah, no. <laughs> they charge their fee after yeah, the three late days. Yeah, the comes, but I would much rather pay <laughs> yeah. a late fee than to get a ding on my credit report. You yeah, know? absolutely. But anyways, yeah, check out Rental Karma. That's rentalkarma.com. Tell them that Justin sent you. They won't know exactly who I am, but you can tell them that I sent you. <laughs> 
So, listen, it's been hot these last couple of days. Have y'all been hot? No. <laughs> For real? You must no. not be going out during the day. I hot. work during the day. I work. I go to different doctor's offices. See, so you be know. in and out. True. Baby, listen, See, I walked out of there today hot. and said, listen, <laughs> it's not even June yet, and it's already 86 degrees outside. So anyways, it just reminded me no, of childhood and <laughs> ice cream I, because I, I went to Chick-fil-A and got some ice cream. And I want to know, I want some ice cream. what was your go-to popsicle or ice cream bar or whatever when the ice cream truck? First of all, what did it feel like when you heard <laughs> Pure the Pure <bells>? excitement. <laughs> Nigga, I would get out of naps. Like, what? The ice cream truck is here? Right. Let me hop up my ass up and go run. And then did you have yell to buy your money, mama. though? No, because I would go run first, and then I'd be like, mama, bring me my money. Oh. Like, I would yell. Mama, bring me my money. I'm currently money. addicted to sugar because of that. Because of the ice cream Hell truck? Hell yeah. Just being Okay, what would you like get? That. So, I grew up in the hood, and, you know, funds was limited, so the rocket, like the little rocket with the red, white, and blue was mm-hmm. always my go-to. <laughs> but if my grandfather would come drop me off a few little change, I would get like the, what is it? The um, Ninja Turtle? Either the Ninja Turtle I don't even or know what the, this is. Um, For real? What is the monster, man? What is his name? Oh, no. Anyways, it was the monster that had the gummy ball, the gumball eyes. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. It's not a cookie monster, but it's... Anyways, I can't think of it. Um, I would get that. Those were my go-to. I didn't really get pop. I didn't really get ice creams. I got like popsicles and shit like that, and yogurt type. I yeah, lived in that was kind of yogurt, yogurty. Yeah. yeah, I lived in the country, so we didn't get the ice cream, man. <gasps> no. So you don't know what that really? feels like. I mean, I've been to a place that had the ice cream man, but I've never. It, it don't wasn't just, like a normal no. all thing. It's no. a feeling that you can't really. You have to experience. I mean, I've been like <laughs> my cousins lived lived in Atlanta, and the ice cream truck would come there, and we would come there. But I was already like twelve, so it wasn't the same. <laughs> but I was still jumping up at twelve. What are you talking about? But um. What did I used to get from school? We used to have the little ice creams. I used to get the strawberry shortcakes. Mm. That's my oh, fave. Yeah. I actually have not had one of them in probably it's 10 the strawberry years. shortcake on a stick. Yeah, with the, the little crumbles, crumbles on it. Oh, uh, yeah. I also like the chocolate version of that too. But yeah, we didn't have the ice uh, Let me take that back. We had an ice cream man, but it wasn't like that. It was like an ice cream man that used to come and like sell like frozen food and stuff oh like so it, i feel like it was called swanson but that might be a lie i don't know what it's called but it's like this frozen they would sell like i don't know the like older people ice cream. they would have like ice cream but it would also they would also have like fried shrimp in there it, mm. it would they just had like a bunch oh, of stuff you could buy swanson, was yeah. it swanson mm-hmm. okay we had that, but there was no, like, music on that. Like, Swanson just would just come. It so, wouldn't. I know about that because my, um, I went to Louisiana every summer mm-hmm. and they had that. I don't really, I don't really remember having ice cream trucks when I went to go visit my family in Louisiana because they stayed in the country country. Yeah. But when I would be here in the city or, like, when school started back, the ice cream truck would still be coming around because it's August and it's still hot. When I tell y'all... Hearing that ice cream truck, it was like a faint sound, but you heard it. And you knew it was getting closer because the music was starting getting louder and louder. 
And it was this one, it was. <laughs> Is that what it sounded like? Yeah. It would, you know, it was getting closer because like the song would go. It's a chain. And it was a part song. of the song where she say, hi. And you knew as, the, as that hi got closer, like, bro, you better find your money. And I tell you, me and my friends <laughs> used to be running money. around the house looking for money. I like, can't. I cannot. And don't let it be after a weekend that I was with my dad because I had money. Right. Like, my man had gave me some money. <laughs> so my money was in my pocket. When I tell y'all, I this would break the bank <laughs> at the ice cream truck. Hell I yeah. would get a push-up pop or push pop, whatever it's called, which was really cheap. I think they were only like 50 cents. The Flintstone ones? Yeah, the orange. Flintstones. Yeah. <clears throat> I would get one of those strawberry shortcakes. Mm. Uh, um, I like the Ice cream sandwich, too. the Neapolitan. Dang, you really went in. I only could have bought one, nigga. <laughs> and Lucas. What's Lucas? Lucas, you don't know what Lucas is? So, no. like, Lucas is a Mexican candy where either it comes in, like, a powder form where you can pour it. Like, we would pour it in our hand, just lick it. It's so nasty. Lucas? It, it's called Lucas. Or it comes in, like, this... I don't even know how to explain this, but it's it's almost like a solid, and you push it up, and, like, the Lucas just comes out. Lucas? Lucas. It just sounds too close to lupus. <laughs> or, or, yeah, so yours is mucus, mine is lupus, and I'm just like, oh. Or you can pour that Lucas on your pickle, y'all. Lucas. Lucas. And don't, don't like, like if it was a good day... And I wanted to like be nice to my friends. I would get them stuff too. Oh, you would too. get them stuff. Damn, yep. your daddy would give you a lot of money. He'd give me ten dollars. That's a ten dollars. Ten dollars goes a long way right. for the ice, for the ice cream truck. Yeah, look, she'll leave that broke. Like, yeah, <laughs> Done. Dang, I spent all my money just full of the sugar. Then my mama come pick me up. Where that money at? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> about thirteen pickles. Side so note: the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck song. It's was a chain hang low. Create, no. Oh. <laughs> in 1916, American banjoist and songwriter Harry C. Brown put new words to the old tune and created another version called Nigger Love a Watermelon. Ha, ha, ha. What? And unfortunately, the ice cream song was born. Dang. It's racist. And I got all my money. No, that's why I say the chain halo. Do your chain halo. Do Do it wobble wobble to the the float. Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a boat? And they got that from a racist song. Well, it was a black man in that little truck that came by my friend's house. So we were supporting black businesses. (laughs) Also, they only make $20,000 a year. Really? And they only work out. So they get $20,000, $25,000 a year. They work, what, two, and they work hours a day. And they work, uh, they work off commission during the summer. I did not know that. And I never tipped them people. What? You were a kid. <laughs> Why would you be tipping people? But it's commission. It's not tip. It's just how much ice this cream. This is Lucas. Like, all of these are Lucas candies. Let me see it. Lucas. It's so good, y'all. If I could have some right now, I'd eat it. What really? does it taste like? Sugar. Mm-mm. It's, it's sugar. like a um a tangy taste. Oh. Let me see it. Oh, you ain't got no case on your phone. Right. I know. I don't know what happened to it. Really? I don't know where it's oh, at. Oh, Lord. 
I just be so scared to hold people's loans that don't have cases. I'd be like, I don't want to be responsible. Right. Because my case you know, broke. the back is glass. Right. right. That's why I'm like, I don't want to be responsible. I would not be handing that phone out. Anyway. <laughs> you can look mm. at it from afar. Mm-hmm. Lucas is so good. But yeah, okay. I good like times. that. Was Being a kid was great. <laughs> Lucas. So this uh, today's episode will, I guess... We will talk about our childhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have followed, but there's this four-year-old little girl um, in Houston, Texas, who came miss came up missing um, at the beginning of May, um, and apparently, um, you know what speculation is showing, or you know what I've read so far is that her, the mother's boyfriend. Um, you know, did something to her. Now, all of this is alleged, you know, alleged story. But she came up missing. Um, they still haven't found her body. Um, apparently, the story was that, um, you know, someone um, basically robbed the dad and took her. Um, however, um, whenever he arrived to the hospital, like, it's just the story's not adding up. Like, the video footage and cameras is just not adding up. So, people think that he did something to her. So I don't really want to talk about that because that can be a little bit, you know... Triggering. Triggering for our listeners. But I do want to talk about um, our experiences with our own parents and them introducing us to, you know, their little booze or whatever. Um, And just to see what that was like for, you know, for us growing up. Um, Because, you know... At some point, you know, whenever you do have kids and let's say that original relationship does not work out, you know, you have to move forward and continue with your life and dating, you know, can be a thing. Then I was gone. Dating can be a thing. And at some point you will eventually have to introduce um, the people or the person that you're dating to your kids. Um, so my first question to y'all is, um, would you introduce your children to the person you're dating? If so, then how soon would you do that if you were in that situation? So I'll first say that the the story with Malia is very triggering, but I think it's great that you picked to talk about this because there are a lot of singles that want to date and mm-hmm. want to be in a relationship. So this is a good conversation None of us have kids, so we yeah. can't like be experts on it. But I think it is fair to have, have start the conversation. Yeah. yeah, like this is something that needs to be talked about because a lot of the times things happen to people's kids yeah. based on someone they're dating. So <clears throat> I don't know what that would look like for me. I want to say that um, I would not introduce my child to someone until I felt like our relationship had gone to next level. Mm -hmm. And when I say next level, like not just that you have become my boyfriend officially, Mm -hmm. next level meaning um, we're talking about possibly a forever thing. Mm -hmm. And even still with that, it would be an introduction of you and my child around family. Yeah. So that other people can also kind of yeah. observe and determine what they feel like, you know, your intentions are with my child. So would that, oh, to see what you're, in, observe their intentions with your child. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I the only experience I have, well, I won't say the only, but I the experience that I have with this situation is through my parents. Both of them are remarried. So to be honest, <clears throat> my mom made it a point to not introduce us to anyone. Well, before you answer that, because I think you're going into the next question. But oh, would I didn't you know. Do it? Sorry. No, would you... Int- like when, yes, would I would. And like when? How I would. If I had a kid, it is important for my child to interact with the person I am dating and or wanting to marry. But I'm like, Mish, I mean, it has to be... Amongst family. Well, it has to be to the point where we're discussing marriage. Okay. Like, it can't just be, oh, you my homie and like, we having sex and we both like each other. Yeah. Like, it needs to be some very permanence it it needs to be some permanence there because introducing different people to children confuses them Mm -hmm. especially when they're young and I mean from from experience and so it's just one of those things where you you want to protect your child like yeah just their lifestyle and their consistency and who they're around and so and then if if y'all are just like having sex and having fun and then you introduce your child and like the guy is like the guy or the woman is like picking your kid up from school or y'all having sleepovers or they're staying the night at their house and then y'all break up Mm -hmm. that like completely, you know, that's devastating for a child. So definitely the permanence. Um, I don't necessarily think it has to be around family only because what if you don't live near your family and like, that's not Mm -hmm. something that you could actually make happen. But I do think that that, I think it's key to be around your kid while the person like you be with the person while they're with the kid like I don't believe in leaving your kid with somebody that you're dating Mm-mm. like I don't believe in that yeah. like especially girls with grown men I do not believe in that at all um I do not believe in that yeah. so that's my only concern but once again like I'm not a mother yet yeah so I I also you know yeah, but- I can't be an expert, but yeah, if it were me, I just don't think I would be leaving my kid yeah. with somebody unless like we're either married or like engaged. I don't know, and even then, it would still kind of be a. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't like the whole leaving girls with folks because I've experienced stuff that I shouldn't have based on something like that. Or even boys with well, boys with, with women too. Also, yeah, you know, with, I'm just yeah speaking yeah. from me being a woman, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, that's kind of hard. So yes, I would um, introduce my kid to the person I'm dating. Um, the time frame, I can't say if I can't say I would wait until marriage is in combo, um, or say that I would wait until early. I mean, I would I would do it immediately, or not immediately, but whenever I feel like, you know, I'm kind of vibing, I feel like this person will be in my life. Um, I, I would really just have to go off of how I feel at that time. Um, and I only say this because of my own experience, which I will explain later um, with my parents. Um, but um, I think at some point, obviously, you would have to. You can't really hide them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would... I know for sure that that would be a very interesting place to be in, right? Because at one point, on on one end, you're like, wow, I feel like I've met this person. And on the other end, you're like, "Um, 
you know, I have this whole other being that I have to protect, right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if, like, you're assuming the worst for the person that you really, 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 really like. So, like, mentally and emotionally, it just seems like it's kind of hard. Not hard, but very, it's like a situation, like, it's a thing that you have to deal with, right? You have to protect your child, but then at the same time, like, if you want this relationship to continue and continue to grow, like, you have to put time into it as well. God forbid you're in a city with no family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my next question can, to y'all. Oh, can sorry, I add no. to that? Sure. <clears throat> I also want to say that I would have to include the child's father mm-hmm. in that introductory setting because... I also want whoever that I'm, I would want whoever I'm with to respect the child's father, for the child's father to respect the person I'm with, but at the same time for the child to understand that they don't have to hide anything from their dad. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes like kids feel like they can't, when they go to their dad's house, they can't tell what happens at mom's house and you can't tell what happens at dad's house because mm-hmm. they got this new person that they with or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to protect your child, you want them to feel comfortable talking to all adults. Yeah. So I think it would be safe to include that person. Now, I don't know exactly what that would look like, but I think it's important to also mention including that person. Yeah, that's tough because I guess it just depends on how old the kids are. Mm-hmm. And, like, the relationship between you and the parent of your child. Because in my situation, well, we'll get into that. (laughs) This is the next question. It's cool. Um, So um, how soon were you introduced to the person your parents were dating? um, And what was that introduction like? Um, You may not know, like, how soon it was because maybe your parents did keep it from you or, you know, did your parents like gradually bring this person around amongst family, or was it like, look, bruh, this is this is your stepmama, <laughs> or this is your stepdaddy? Um, just what was that like for you? So, my both of my parents are remarried. My dad's been married three times. The first was to my mother, and then the second was um, a situation where he literally brought her and said, "This is your stepmama." Like, oh, never met her. They got married, and that's what it was. And we were like, I was probably seven. Hmm. Um, and I called my mama and said, hey, mommy, I have a new mommy. Hey, <laughs> oh, we. I have a new mommy. She, uh, she, oh, God, she was pissed. I know it. Oh, she was pissed. She was, like, mad at me as a baby, but, I mean, whatever. Um, so that's happened. Um, and then the other, the reverse has happened where, um, my mom's current husband, she was dating him for probably, I think it was about, um, I think they were dating for like six to eight months, Mm -hmm. but we didn't live there. So like, she didn't really, I mean, it was a, the difference was like, even if, well, we didn't live there. So it was easier for us to not meet him. Um, but when we came to visit for something, were y'all adults? I was, they've been together since, I was like, yeah, I was an adult. So I was like 19. Mm. Um, My sister was young. So yeah, my sister was like 12. So in that situation, well, let me, let me backtrack. 
my mom has dated other people. And generally, her thoughts were, I am not going to introduce anybody to my kids that I'm not serious about and who is not serious about me. And so most of the time, we didn't meet them until they had been dating a year at least. And if they didn't make it to the year, we did not meet them. We knew who they were and we knew about them, but we did not meet them. Um, The only time we really like met somebody was when she had been dating them for a while. And then um, one of the guys who I hated, his name was Mark with a C. (laughs) Cannot stand him. Um, He probably listens to the show. He probably does, child. Mark, I hate you. Um, We met him probably after about a year. And then he was in our life consistently, but I was 16, so I wasn't super young. Um, my mom really never left him at home with us by ourselves because mm-hmm. um, it was just two girls. Like me and my sister were just living with my mom. Um, and then with her current husband, Tori, my stepdad, um, we met him, I think, the earliest of everybody, but it was because, like, I guess my mama just kind of went off of how she feels. And she's like, I think this is my husband for real. And it was very, very early on. No, I won't say very. It was probably six months in. Um, and we, like, really just started, like, legitimately treating him like family, right, before they even got married. Mm. Um, but it's one of those situations um, where for my dad, whenever I met his current wife, I met her a long time before they got married. Um, That was a gradual thing. But with his second wife, it was just like, oh, yeah, this your mama. But, I mean, I'm seven, so for me it was, like, fun, right? I mean, she was really pretty, and, like, she was Puerto Rican. And so I was just like, oh, she has really long hair, and I like her. She's pretty. But as an adult meeting my stepdad, it was more intentional. Like, I was asking him a lot of, like, very pointed questions, like, okay, you know, what are your intentions with my mom? <laughs> like, what's the deal? Like, what you got going? Where you work at? What kind of money you got? Like, I was really, like, asking him this, but I'm also I'm also 19, so I, I can't imagine Sir. introducing somebody to somebody that you're going to marry and they're, like, two. So did you ever feel, and this is just the next question, <clears throat> because I'll let Michelle answer that question and then this question as well, but... Did you ever feel like, man, I'm not ready to meet anyone right now whenever that you were introduced? Or you, did you feel like you were kind of like open to it when it happened? For for my stepdad, I was ready to meet. I think we even said like my mom was like hesitant and we were like, no, mom, I think we should meet him. Like, let's just go ahead and meet him. Um, most of the time I've been that way. Okay. There has I can't remember a time where I was like, no, nah, I'm not ready. Okay. Um, generally, it was my mom saying she wasn't ready. Got you. Um, but yeah, being an adult and meeting the people that your mom, your parents are dating is very different than meeting them when you're a child. Because yeah. of course you're you're just more cognizant of, of 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 cues and things to pick up on and questions to ask. Which is why I didn't like Mark because I knew from the beginning that he was a freeloading idiot, and I just knew that. And I was like, I don't want to be around him. So, so. How about you, Mish? <clears throat> so. <clears throat> I'll start with my dad, and I'll just go through his chronological <laughs> um, dating or lack thereof life. So, um, my dad, after my mother, it was kind of like Cara. Like I, it honestly, 
met the lady. I don't know how long they knew each other, but when I met her, I was eight. And this is just me trying to put a number on it. Maybe like four months later, they were getting married. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how long he knew her before that. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I met her, it was kind of like what I mentioned earlier. Like it was around her kids because she had children also. Mm -hmm. But her kids were like adults. They were like teenagers Mm -hmm. and one was like 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really fun mm-hmm. to me because, like, mm-hmm. now I'm the little sister and I have all these big sisters. That's mm-hmm. how I felt mm-hmm. meeting them. But we met all as a family. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, they got mm-hmm. married like four months later. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was fine. She and my mom had a good relationship mm-hmm. in the sense that if I did anything at the house mm-hmm. over there, she would call my mama mm-hmm. and tell on me. Mm-hmm. That's good, though. I mean, it was good for them because then they were, you know. Yeah, the relationship. I'm just saying for the relationship. Yeah, it was cool. But she would like tell my mom like she ain't cleaning her room <laughs> over here. But I mean, she was she was very very nice. Um, Is this the one who her. passed away? Mm-hmm. Yes, she's very very nice, and it felt like a family. Like we all mm-hmm. got along very well. Again, her and my mom had a good relationship. The next time she passed away, and then the next time my dad got married, it was almost the same thing. This time I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And he brought her on. We had a, a <laughs> spring break trip mm-hmm. to San Antonio, mm-hmm. and he brought her on a trip. And told me that they was getting married. <laughs> and that lady hated me. Like, mm-hmm. she hated me. I was a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But my stepmom before her understood that this man has had his daughter for eight years. Just him and her, basically. Because my parents divorced when I was like three or four. So she understood that. And she understood, like, him spoiling me or whatever but this lady hated me like the day it seemed like the day she met me she hated me mm-hmm. and my mom has always been mature and like she didn't want my daddy no more anyway so she's kind of always had that relationship with the women that he's mm-hmm. been married to but she would call my mom and my mom has said this before it was just she felt like it was nasty mm-hmm. like yeah you don't want my daughter over there type mm-hmm. of thing um their marriage was annoyed an- mm-hmm. annulled I think they were only married for like eight months. Oh, dang. Yeah. The next time, (laughs) my dad decided that he was going to do this again. I was 15 years old in high school. It was my freshman year of high school, and we went to church (laughs) for Bible study. (laughs) And... He comes and picks, because he used to take me and my friends to Bible study. He comes and picks us up and then walks us back over to the sanctuary and introduces me to this lady. <laughs> and she's all smiles. And y'all, at this point, it was, I was over it. Like, this is the third woman. Of course, the first woman after my mom passed away. And I wish she had not of. But, lady, in my mind, at that point, I was just like, it's not going to last. So So I don't even know why you're doing Yeah, I don't even really need to get to know you. I don't know why you're smiling. I don't know why you're smiling. (laughs) 
And then I'm telling y'all again, just guessing, like eight or nine months later, he was like, we get married. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then next thing you know, she pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> hmm. What is the... Ah. <laughs> huh. Okay, sir. So anyways, I never had a relationship with that lady. She was always my dad's wife. Um, the two women before her, I did call them my stepmothers. But at 15 years old, and this is the third time that you've mm-hmm. seen your dad married, I was just like, it's my daddy wife, and that's how I would introduce her. And maybe that's why she didn't want to get to know me. But I don't. I have no reason to want to get to know you. Then they got a divorce. So I was right. It was going to be over. Yeah. Um, with my mom, I only remember two men... Her introducing to me. I remember her talking about this one guy. His name was Wayne. But I never met Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think Wayne probably came to the house when I was asleep. Mm-hmm. But I never met Wayne. Wayne sound like he was a cool ass man. <laughs> Wayne do sound look, cool. Talk about it, man. He sound, like he, sm- uh, he sound like he smoked Newports. Yeah, too. like, look, look. Put that baby to sleep, man. I'm going to come lighter. I saw a picture of Wayne because they went to some kind of like gala or something like mm-hmm. that. So I saw a picture of Wayne, but I never met Wayne. Mm-hmm. Other guy, Marcus, um, really, really nice guy, mm-hmm. met Marcus. I don't remember when. Like, I can't give you all that. But I just remember that we. it felt like a family with Marcus. And the next guy was the guy that she was engaged to. And I didn't meet him until they were engaged. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I think I was, like, in the sixth grade or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and they never got married. They called it off when I was in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I just don't remember... With my mom being around them a lot. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around the guys. I was never alone with Marcus by myself. Mm-hmm. Never alone with the other guy, which I hate him. So I'm not even going to say his name <laughs> because he really broke my mother's heart. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have me around them like yeah. by myself. And, and I, I mean, had an older brother. So there was no reason for me to be around them by myself. Yeah. You know, like he was watching me. Yeah. Hmm. So do you ever feel like. I'm assuming with your dad, you probably did feel like, bro, I'm not ready to meet her. Like, you know, I'm, you was just over it because of the amount of times you had been introduced to new people. But even with your mom, do you feel like you were kind of like you were okay with meeting her significant other? It was never a time where you were like, bro, I don't feel like meeting nobody else. No, not with my mom. Because mm-hmm. um, her and Marcus dated for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know what happened, why they never got married, but they were together for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after him was the other guy, and I never felt like, oh, I'm meeting somebody new like I did with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I think with my dad, it was just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is it because he married everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then not only that, like, they keep leaving. So Mm -hmm. why do I need to? Yeah. Like, even when I moved back to Dallas five years ago, my dad was dating some lady. And at that point, you know, like, I was 24 years old, something like that. How old was I? 26. Um, Hi. Bye. Like, (laughs) you know, like, because it's silly to me because you're not going to last. My dad has (laughs) issues, clearly. So We all do. do. Yeah, we all have issues. But I'm just saying, like, he it's his way or the highway, really, with my dad. And so... Got you. So, just for the sake of time, I'll just be real quick with mine. Um, my for my dad, it was like a you know my dad was my dad like cool, nice looking. Being cool and being nice looking comes with a whole lot of 
Whatever. <laughs> so it was pretty much, look, son, this your stepmama. This your stepmama. <laughs> you know, stepmama's always catered to the man's sons, just like, you know, whatever. So I didn't have a problem with any of them. With my mom, my mom, uh, it was two guys that she kind of introduced me to. One of the guys she brought around, like, early. I wouldn't say, like, it was, like, you know, she brought him around, like, at a very early time. Not early. I, what I mean by early, like, I feel like she brought him around, like, whenever they had kind of just started kicking it. Which was cool for me because, I like, it allowed me to get to know him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like that was a, a good part because by the time they got serious, I was like, okay, yeah, like, you know. That's yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, right, I like right, this right. guy, right? Um, but that in the, that in that did not work out. Um, and then when she met my stepdad, it was like, uh, you know, I played baseball all my life, and I'm like, what you mean this is about to be my stepdad? It's like the other coach of the other team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did not understand what happened because she had just kind of like, basically, when she told me about it, like they were like about seriously to get dating married oh. and about to get married, and then boom, my sister is here. It, I was just like, wait, bro. Like, this is moving yeah. too fast. Yeah. So, on one hand, I'm like, okay, thank you for, like, kind of filling your peoples out to protect me. But on the other hand, like, give me some time to adjust to all this, mm. you know? So, I don't know. That's why I'm kind of, like, torn. Because the first guy, he was trash. I mean, he ended up being trash because they were not together. But... I was cool with him. Like, I actually enjoyed yeah. <clears throat> hanging out with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then with my stepdad, it just took the longest time for us to come around because, you know, and then it's, it's, it's when, like, you know the niggas, like, literally, like, he's in my daily life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all lived, he kinda, lived there. Yeah, and then when <clears throat> I would play baseball, like, he would be the coach for the other team. Oh, he literally was the coach that, for the other exactly, team. Oh, I yeah. thought you were, I thought that was a metaphor. No, no, I'm serious. So... <laughs> For like for that to come out that way, and I'm like, man, I gotta, you know. Then now when my mom is busy, he come and pick me up to take me to baseball practice, and I'm just like, this is just too much right now. Yeah. And at this point, dramatic Justin is being birthed. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mama, what is you doing? Like I'm crying on the floor. Like you ruining my life. You're ruining my life. Anyway, so that's how it was with me. Um. Did I ever feel like I wasn't ready? No. I did not feel like I wasn't ready. I think, you know, when my mom introduced me or my dad introduced me, it just was what it was. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I never felt like I just absolutely wasn't ready. So, Well, really sure. quick, before you move on, just really quick. Um, I don't think that my parents' dating lives, lives affected me as much as it did other people because I didn't live with my parents. Mm -hmm. So I live with my grandparents. So my like quality and way of life didn't change. Mm -hmm. I was just like, hey, this your stepmama. And then like I went back to my regular life. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't have to necessarily integrate that person into mm -hmm. my life until I became an adult. And like I would travel for holidays and stuff like that. But before then I didn't like my my life didn't change mm -hmm. dramatically because they got remarried or whatever. And I think that's important too, like you know, blending families is definitely hard. It's hard. It's extremely hard because you have to take everyone into consideration. And then at some point, you have to focus on your relationship and believe and pray that everything will fall in line. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes having your kids in the driver's seat too much can literally ruin something, ruin something that can be really, really great. You know, mm. 
and and that's a word. And also, like you now that my parents are remarried, like you can't expect if y'all's relationship to not work out that I won't still either talk to that person or talk to their kids because you you've. Like, we've fused the families now. So, like, I have a stepsister on both sides. Like, if y'all get divorced, like, that's still my stepsister. Well, that's still my sister. Like, I know you don't watch um, reality TV, but that's kind of sort of what happened in, on Housewives of Potomac. Like, this girl's mom, she's a very rich entrepreneur, and she's basically fully funding her daughter's wedding. And her daughter's dad, or her mom's ex husband, like cheated on her and then end up having a son out of the infidelity. Oh God. So for her wedding, she was just letting her mom know like, Hey, I want my brother to be there. And her mom was not having it. She was like basically saying like, how are you going to bring the sins of your father into my space? Why aren't Mm. you considering me? I mean, she was mad. My mama would have done that. And the girl was like literally crying. She was like, "Mom, this is my. I'm, I want this to be like the beginning of my life. This is my wedding." Mm-hmm. And when I tell you how mom was not having it, mm-hmm. like I was like, "Damn!" I didn't realize mamas could be that. Oh, they. Know. Oh. Anyways, so yeah, blending sorry. families are extremely hard, you know challenging. Um, but my next question to y'all: Did y'all have any like discrepancies or disagreements? with those um, individuals and just choose one just for the sake of time because I know that we're over an hour already but did you have any like disagreements with them and then how did that play out did you feel unsafe with them um, or anything like that I don't think I had an outward like a a up um, a conspicuous disagreement Mm -hmm. I just didn't like that nigga Mm -hmm. and he knew I didn't like him but my mama Your wouldn't. Reasons for not liking him valid in terms of like I. Yeah, the reason the why adult, they broke up is because he was like, what's the word? Listless or um, he just he didn't want to go to work. Mm. He was broke. I felt like he was mooch, mooching off my mama. He was a bomb. The word I was looking for is uh, I think it is listless. He was supplying. He was just. He was just, yeah, like probably just giving the D and then like, that's it. So, and I just picked up on it very quickly and I just was like, I'm not feeling him. And I told my mama that up front, I'm not feeling him. And if you continue to date him, then I'm, I don't need to live here. Mind you, I'm 16 years old. Where am I going? But I'm just like, mm-mm. So I've never like had an, like, an actual argument, but it's definitely been like, I don't like this nigga and that's it. And didn't I didn't never I never felt unsafe with him, but my mom never really put us in a situation to be left with him alone. Okay. So yeah. Do you feel like how you felt with about him? Did your mom take your feelings into consideration? No. Okay. Because <laughs> my mama didn't either. No. She was like Yeah. She was like, you need to respect him. Exactly, this is yeah, who I'm with. Yeah. And and, yeah. and I was like, I'm not gonna. Exactly. I'm not gonna, but right. I see what you're saying, I but I'm not gonna. You, but ah. I'm just not. I'm not gonna. So and I was about to go to like, college you're anyway. You're not my dad. Right. <laughs> and I've you're never not my dad. Exactly I've him. never said that. I have said you're not my mom to my stepmom, though, which is awful. We're in a much better place now, thank God. <laughs> but I have said that to and yeah, oh, I actually have had disagreements with my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Like, knockdown drag outs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel unsafe with her, but I definitely did not respect her. And it was wrong, the things that I've done and said to her. How about you, Mish? Um, with my mom, no. Um, but with my dad, I just think that 
I was a preteen and teenager in those last two marriages. So they was going to get whatever I was going to give. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like it just, I mean, some days I came in and I might have been super nice. And then other days I might have came in and been gotcha. a jerk. Just did, I, you, did, you, did you ever feel unsafe with them? Or like they were trying to get you like, it may the not be last, like physical, but like, you know how, you know how, you know, things can be. So <clears throat> my little brother's mom, um, because that's what she is now. I never, it wasn't like I felt unsafe, but I almost called my mama one like one night, like you might want to come over and get this lady. But <laughs> it wasn't because I felt unsafe. It was more so like. I'm about to go in, <laughs> so. Got you. Yeah, she just, I, I think, unfortunately, because of my experience with the lady before her, she just wasn't going to get much out of me. And, yeah. you know, I feel, I don't feel bad. I feel like we could have had a better relationship than we did because she is my little brother's mom. Mm-hmm. And so I'll forever be connected to her in some way now. Mm-hmm. But... um it just wasn't a lot she was going to get out of a 16-year-old who mm. had been through this before. Right. So, what about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I had discrepancies with my stepdad, like, <laughs> all the time. Like, it was, and it, and it wasn't because I didn't feel, like, it was just different. Like, I went from, like, being raised by my mom and my grandmother, like, literally having everything at my hands. Like, literally, I wouldn't even have to move to, like, actually having to go take out the trash. <laughs> so he taught me good lessons. Like, he, he came in at a very good time. I was, what, 10, 11 years old, taught me how to be a man, all that great stuff. Oh, it's, piv- it's pivotal. It was a it's pivotal very, time. Oh, yeah, trust me. Very pivotal time. Um, I do remember his ex-girlfriend, though, calling my school and saying that he was playing with me or molesting with me. <gasps> exactly. What? She was very... Um, what? Yes. She. I remember one day I was in like the fifth grade or something and they called me into the office and the... Um, who normally comes out? Principal? No, it's not a principal. It's someone from the... CPS? CPS came and they was asking me questions Talking about, like, you know, did so-and-so, like, touch you, do all this extra stuff? And I'm like, no. Like, you know, we just, you know, none of that. Like, we go, you know, we play baseball. We go out, you know, and stuff like that. We don't do anything like that. I am shocked. Exactly. So, um, that moment right there made me like him a little bit more because I realized that there were people, bad people after a good guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? None of that happened. And so, I still didn't like his ass, but I was just like, you know, <laughs> you're not bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you're not bad, but I will give you all of this hell, you know? Um, and then, whenever our families integrated, it got really bad because his daughter came live with us. And his daughter is um, younger than I am. So, my mom always raised me and my little sister as, look, y'all are for me. Like, just that's just how she was, right? And so, the house wasn't like, I would say the house was divided. You know, she reprimanded me and he reprimanded his daughter, which was, am I saying the right word? Yeah. Reprimanded. Yeah, reprimanded. Um, which, him... Um, 
disciplining his daughter is totally different from the way my mom disciplined me. You know what I'm saying? So we had discrepancies regarding that, and I just told my mom, like, it's just not fair. But my mom was like, you know, stay out of grown folks' business. Just continue <laughs> to respect him. I will handle it. Mm. And she would never really handle it. You know what I'm saying? But so The that's way what, you wanted her the to. The way I wanted her to. Mm-hmm. But she really did a good job with handling it, you yeah. know, because they still together. Yep. <laughs> right. So um, she did something so, right. Yeah, she did something right. But during that time, bro, like I literally hated, I literally hated living in that household because it was just a mess um, in my eyes. Now thinking in retrospect, it was a very safe place, you know, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't deal with it. Safe and loving. Safe and loving place. Correct. Um, so did you, I guess my next question is, did you feel safe? Well, I already asked that question. Um so I guess if you were in this situation of having a kid and dating this person, like how would you introduce your kid to your significant other? Because eventually it would have to happen, right? In a, in a situation like what? I guess I'm confused. At yeah, the like question. give us a scenario. How old is the child? How so, old okay. So the child is about nine years old. Um, we can do like a nine-year-old... Um, girl, a nine-year-old girl, and you've been dating this person for about six months. Well, I take that back. You've been dating this person for about a year. Um, You've known this person from around the way, so this is just not someone that you just met, but this is someone that you kind of, like, know. Mm. How would you, or when would you, how how would and when would you introduce them to your kid? And obviously, this is serious. This is like, you know. I think I would just be, at nine, child is cognizant to know what a boyfriend and a girlfriend is. Um, They know what marriage is to some extent. I would just be honest. Like, this is the person that mom is dating. Mm -hmm. We are together Mm -hmm. in a relationship. I would use the words that describe the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um... And then, like I said, I would I would want my family to be involved in that, mm-hmm. um, as well as the child's father. And then going forward, I think it would be safe for us to do activities outside of the home. Okay. Like I don't I don't want to get into the habit because I've seen that before, where people get in the habit where then the person just starts coming over all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer that it's like now that you've dated me. Now you date my child mm, and geez. y'all develop a relationship together yeah. um, so that we can determine if this is the best thing for us to move forward huh. as a family. Maybe that's what my mom was doing. She had already dated him. Now she's like, okay, go take him to baseball practice. See, like that's that. probably what she was yeah. doing. Exactly. Look at Susie Q. <laughs> Suzanne. Uh, I would probably do the same. I have to be mindful because I'm like a... Sometimes when I get excited, I can just be like, oh, everyone comes over. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's just a oh, it's just a kickback. You know what I'm saying? Not really paying attention or being focused. But one, I don't have a kid. I know that when you do have kids, like your guards and your your sensors change to protect them. So I'm sure that I probably would have adapted something like that. Um, but it would probably be the same. I don't necessarily live with my family. So... I don't know how my family doesn't live in Dallas, so I don't know what that would look like. I think if anything, I would probably 
if I knew if I knew friends who had kids, I would probably you know mm-hmm. invite them over to a, a mm-hmm. situation like that. I know for sure that I would not have them in the house while my kid is awake. Yeah. I can't promise that. <laughs> I'm not going to have you in the house at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bedtime is 8.30. <laughs> right, go to bed. Um, but I think it's very important for us, you know, millennials who are single and who may not have kids or who are not married yet to actually think about this. What yeah, about I, I have a friend. Well, I'll, I'll use my friend as an example because her daughter is six, five, six. And she was dating somebody for about four or five months and she did not let him meet her kid um her daughter um and she felt like she would not allow him to meet her daughter until they were in a serious relationship Mm -hmm. and I think that that would probably be what I would do and also I can't promise that he's not gonna be over there when my baby sleep, but my baby is not going to wake up and he's still in the bed with me. Sure. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think that I would keep it very, like, mama got to have a life too, but I got to protect my baby. That's how I would do it. That's what Wayne Yeah. <laughs> well, who was doing Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne. put that child to sleep. Oh, come no, up with I still, I'm telling you, I ain't never seen Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> A day of my life. Wayne, if you listening. But he couldn't have been coming over because my brother was 11 years older than me, so. That don't mean nothing. That nigga was always up. <laughs> Especially at night. That don't mean that your mama wasn't creative. <laughs> <laughs> that baby got two kids. She know what she doing. I'm going to ask her. <laughs> don't even ask her. Let her be. No, she'll tell me. Let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's especially just given, you know, Today's world, or I don't even say today's world, because like bad things has been happening to young kids for a very long time. You know, yes, we are talking about someone that you're dating, but you you need to be really mindful of the aunts, the uncles, the cousins that is around your child, because things can happen. We never really talked about molestation and on this show, or maybe we have just a little bit. Yeah, we haven't gone in um, deep into it. But we definitely though. need to have a show about that because you just never know. Like, I would be very careful with bringing someone around my child um, because I feel like children need stability. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's not fair for them to carry our burden or to carry the world as we see it. You know, I, I just remember being a very observant kid. Like, I was... I was very like I was very aware of what was going on. Like mm-hmm. you could not play me. You understand what I'm saying? My grandmother raised me. I don't even think it has anything to do with your grandmother raising you. You just know. You just know what's up. You know. And plus, you have intuition. Believe it or not, as a kid. So I was very. I mean, I would be mindful even around the friends that you bring around, like your 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 kids. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that is you know that is that is something that's something to be mindful of as well. But you know. Overall, I just wanted our listeners to definitely take some time out to think that through because it can very well happen. And it doesn't mean that you just have to be in mommy or daddy mode from age months to 18 years old. Like, you have to live your life as well. But you do have to take, obviously, your kid into consideration. And it may inconvenience you in a way where you don't, you know, you're not meeting up at your home. You have to meet up somewhere else. But it's all for the safety of that kid. 
and the emotional and psychological well-being of your child as well. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. so um, I- no, I was just gonna say, definitely read up on the Malia Davis story. It's just a very sad story. I think it's still going on right now. Very tragic, but I just kind of wanted to highlight and talk about that on the show a little bit. Well, I just want to add that um, I am a mandated reporter, so don't be out here abusing children in front of me because I'm going to tell it. <laughs> um, and we should all tell. Like, if you, if you are a friend of somebody or anything, you feel like something's going on with a child. Um, I know people say, like, oh, we don't want to put the white man in our life or whatever, but this, they're really out here to protect children. Mm-hmm. Um, people, that's their jobs. Right. So I'm just going to give the number to Child Protective Services for the state of Texas. If you ever feel like there is a child in danger, please do not hesitate to call 1-800-252-5400. And that is Child Protective Services in the state of Texas. You can also report online. And I'm sure in other states, you can just Google how to report child abuse. We'll also put the link in... Um not in our bio, uh, in, the episode. <laughs> in the episode description box below. So, um, yeah, definitely call CPS on those parents would be. Yeah, and if you have any thoughts on this, this is not my episode. Why no, no, I? no, go. Yeah, go. Now, I was just going to say, if you have any thoughts on this and, <laughs> and want to discuss them with us, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or Twitter or just tweet us. With the hashtag MO3 so we can see it and respond. Yeah. And shout out to our moms for. Yes, protecting us. For protecting us. us. Dads too. But that nigga Mark though. Mark, (laughs) if you out there. Your Mark is my Patrick. My Patrick is your Wayne, huh? Dead. No, she like Wayne. No, she she didn't. She haven't met Wayne. I never met Wayne. It's the other nigga and I'm not going to say his name. The name who yet to be mentioned. All right, so for today's millennial moment, I'm just gonna read a DM. It's a DM that we got on Instagram, um, in response to our episode from last week about politics. Um, and I'm just gonna say their name, Nikki Walked. I mean, it ain't nothing like incriminating in here. Um, Hi, Millennial Love Podcast. I was compelled to reach out to to you all after listening to your recent podcast. I'm a recent college college graduate. I live in Texas. I don't align with Republican views. But living here allowed me to see why Americans have been upset with immigration in our country. I can honestly tell you that I have come across graduate programs programs I cannot read today in the past six months that offer no funding to me as an African-American or just a natural born American, but offer full rides or thousands of dollars for immigrants. One scholarship even said, and I quote, $19,000 for a non-citizen first generation college students a semester. As an African-American, I'm not looking for handouts, but I can say that immigrants and Hispanic students have more opportunities than I than I do to go than I do to go to great colleges debt free. A wall is an ignorant and uneducated response to this problem. I believe that we need to address the issue with laws and more diversity of opportunity for American born citizens. It's unfair for my ancestors to not only have been slaves to this country and mm. then I as a first generation college student end up owing hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt right. to become someone in this world and immigrants and Hispanic students have have not had the same history and owe nothing. Mm. 
I also wanted to discuss the viewpoint of not wanting to pay for public assistance. He's talking to me. Um, I have had an amazing job before and have been laid off and have had to get on public assistance after college. It's crazy to me that people would think that just because you make six figures today, you would never been standing in the need of assistance in the future. Everyone who isn't rich can experience a time of need. Let's not forget that. Um, well, I'm going to address the public assistance piece. I agree with you. I believe that there are times when everybody needs public assistance, but in the time that I don't need public assistance, I do not want my taxes raised. And that's that. Period. <laughs> Period, bitch. Period. Send that nigga to jail. Period. Nah, I think that is a well thought out DM. That's exactly what we're asking for. Um, and... It sucks, but us black folks, you know, we are just li the literal punching bag. I think it's Texas, too. I think it's Texas. Like, I feel like Texas is very Hispanic driven because there are the, just the Hispanic population in Texas is very large. And so making making public assistance and public schools accessible, I get, but it doesn't make it right. But I understand why Texas is like that. I don't know what in about California. other other states. Yeah. So states that are like have a very large, like I'm sure a lot of the Southwest, like Arizona and Nevada, probably have similar, New Mexico probably have very similar um, policies in place. Um, and I think that it's, it's to, I think the purpose of it is to increase diversity um, because these Hispanic students are not going to school in the, the same percentages that African Americans are for those particular yeah. programs. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get it to a certain extent, but I also understand that, yeah, there should be. I think that maybe you should look for other um, scholarships outside of that particular graduate program that you can apply to that graduate program. Because there are some some stuff for us, for us and by us. So FUBU that thing out and find you some money. You, Shawty. What's their name? Don't, Don't let me lie. Nikki walked. Oh, what I just say? Nikki walked ain't ain't DM'd. This the first DM Nikki. Nikki had to let us know. Okay, <laughs> the first DM. Keep it coming, Nikki. I got yeah, you. Yeah, we here um, for it. When you talk about the scholarships and opportunities for the people of color, because I'm black, I don't call myself a person of color. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with you, Shadi. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I don't think. So thank you for writing in and talking about it. I, I probably could say some things, but I can't say those things because you know we know how you we gonna keep it politically correct. We gonna keep it politically correct. I mean, as politically correct as we as can, we, right? As we can, because we need some, some as ratchetly politically correct as we do, because it's still a little ratchet. What you had said? Ratchetly. <laughs> Who you said that? Ass, you got my ass cursing every every damn thirty minutes. Me? Me. Every Who? two I'm seconds. Saying, I'm oh. I'm cut all that out. I'm getting old. I don't know why you're cutting anything out because you're lying. <laughs> the word of the day, folks, is a verb. Everybody uh, got that? It's a verb. Uh, the word is foodle. Foodle. To talk or act foolishly or to waste time. 
Justin, please use foodle in a sentence. <laughs> My mama, ex boo. Told me to go clean the dishes in a very foodled way. Verb. It's a verb. God. <laughs> it's a verb. We don't sit on this mic and foodled all day. Come on. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. <laughs> we foodled. Justin. All right, y'all. Have a great show. This is episode. Foodles and foodles. Have a great episode <laughs> week. <laughs> Have a great episode yeah, a great week. Great what episode. the heck are you talking about? He just trying to get out. Yeah, right. I got to go, y'all. Dead ass. I really do. After <laughs> this sentence. I got somewhere to be, baby. That nigga ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>